Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ike's Flame and another Star Wars adventure. I'm excited to be with you guys again this week. And we are on the last week of June. It is June 28th. If you guys are listening on the release date, it is Tuesday, June 28th. So, hope you guys are off to a great week. And so, what we're going to talk about today and our theme for June has been Kenobi. So... Characters related to Kenobi that have had either like a strong influence or connection or any sort of that sort of that type of thing. And so we've been talking about that. And so we've gone through, we had Qui-Gon, we had Commander, yeah, Commander Cody, we had Padme last week, and this week we got another one for you. And I'm super excited. And I think I mentioned this in my Qui-Gon episode, but we... Like, I feel like Kenobi's biggest arch enemy is Maul. And we did a episode on Maul back in April, I think. So we, so I'm not going to do Maul because of that, because of recently. We may revisit Maul eventually, but we are not going to do that currently. And so the other thing with it, so we are going to this week then look at what I would say is Kenobi's maybe second greatest nemesis. That we see throughout uh, the prequels and Clone Wars and all that towards sort of stuff, and probably a character that we see but we don't know a whole lot of. There's it's easy not to know a whole lot of background to this character, and so this character we are going to talk about today is his name is Kwimian Jai Shilal. You might be like, what? Who in the world is that? So, uh, but if you guys looked at your thing, you know who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about General Grievous. So his original name was Kaiman, Kaiman Jai Shilil. And I think I'm saying that right. But go look it up to kind of see it for yourself. But yeah, it's kind of hard to pronounce. But we're going to be talking about General Grievous, and that is his original name. And we're going to dive into his backstory and who he is, like how he became General Grievous, is a lot of what we're going to talk about today, which I'm excited about. It'll be a lot of fun and is quite interesting, to be honest with you. So, General Grievous is a cyborg. We see him, which cyborg is a basically, basically means you're half droid, half organic. You have flesh. And so we see that General Grievous has a lot of, or, a lot of, um, metal and droid aspects to him with his body but then also and specifically in uh, revenge of the sith and the end of the when kenobi kills him at the end which we'll get to eventually but when we get to that we see that like he has a lot of internal organs like the important organs like a heart and uh lungs and all this stuff which we'll talk about some but so he's a cyborg technically when you get when most of the people most star wars fans know of who general grievous is he's a cyborg so he was not always a cyborg he was his homeworld is kali and his species is uh they're kalish and they are a warrior tribe on kali and they he so he was initially 
the Kalish are red-skinned reptilian humans. So they're, they're bipedal humanoids who are kind of have like a scaly skin to them and they kind of have like claws for their fingers and hands uh, and they got like a red tint to them. So that is what General Grievous initially was. Uh, Shalil, which is his last name, uh, is that's what he initially was. And so he was also born, we, we're not 100% sure, but he would have been born around 60 years before uh, Battle of Yavin. Um, and which probably makes him roughly Kenobi's age, Obi-Wan Kenobi's age, which is interesting. I didn't realize that. But so they're roughly the same age and that sort of thing. And so that's kind of the basic background of who General Grievous was before he came became a cyborg. And we'll get into more here in a second. But as always, I want to jump into his appearances, where we see him. And so we see him a lot in Star Wars Clone Wars TV show where the very, very first appearance we see him is Revenge of the Sith. And so episode three, and then they go back and fill in some of the backstory and all that. There are, the main book he's actually in is Dark Disciple, and so I'd recommend picking that up. It's a big, good book. Gives some extra kind of backstory to who Grievous is, and I think one interesting thing about Grievous is there's a lot of hints at lines, either in Star Wars Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, all, that, all this sort of thing that reference back to his origins, but if you don't know his origins, you don't really think anything of it. And so, which is interesting. And I kind of, as I piece some of this together and what I knew and what I looked up and that sort of thing about General Grievous, like, it was like, oh, some of that makes sense, which we'll get into. But with that said, so, yeah, Star Wars, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Dark Disciple, which is the book. And then there are a ton of comics out there on General Grievous. And that's where we get a lot of his backstory and aspects of that nature is through the comics and that sort of thing and so i would go recommend if, especially if you want to dive into his backstory dark disciples is good for that but also like specifically i would dive into all the comics um and i would just go look up what comics i'm not going to list them because there's a ton of them and you guys don't want to listen to me sit here and list what comics he's in. Uh, we'd be here for a while. But with that said, so that's kind of what his appearances and his start of his general backstory. And so kind of for you guys just to know what, like, so he was a, what he was a humanoid type. He came from a humanoid type species, a warrior tribe. They didn't have very much text, so they were like, tribal in the aspect of they were secluded as well on Kali, his home world. So most of his, from my understanding, most of his like childhood into young adult, he had never left Kali. He'd never been on a, on a star starship or anything of that nature. So he'd never been to space until he was probably in his twenties. Maybe I don't know for sure on that, but so, like, he is a tribal community that is very secluded. And with that said, they are... One part of this is that 
they, when he is born, Kali and the Kalish are in a civil war with these bug-type creatures that from another planet in their sector, but these bugs have tech. And they're kind of like gene oceans, but they're, they're different bug species. And so with that said, they are in civil war, which brings him into being at a young age into fighting. And they're a warrior tribe anyways, but even the aspect of like, hey, we need warriors. And so at a young age, he was involved. And with that said, he was a, he became a really good warrior. His father actually noticed like, hey, this is a really, really, really good warrior. And uh, over time, as he they fought the these bugs species and all this, he, he became noticed as one of the greatest warriors in his in, in on his planet and his group and he was highly esteemed and he was seen as a demigod and they had a very spiritual side of things where they worship gods and all that and so he was seen as a demigod and as yeah kind of like the leader of this tribe and so as all this is raging on they get some they get interfered by, uh, due to certain circumstances, they, this civil war basically is catches the eye of the Republic. And so the Republic sends Jedi and forces to help dispute what's going on and shut it down. And they end up, the Kalish actually are, from my understanding, pretty much in the right in defending themselves, but they end up actually being, being, punished for what's going on instead of the this bug species, which is very maddening to General Grievous before he's General Grievous here. And but this is how he becomes other people find out about him being a great warrior. And so at this point he is the IBC, the International Intergalactic Banking Clan, is just needing some I think just kind of like guards and things to kind of do some dirty work for him. And so they actually hire in exchange for Kali being the Kali world being free, the Kalish being free, them being able to trade. And at this point they've accessed more tech. So they have spaceships and that sort of thing. So, but they are in your galactic baking clan hires this great warrior and they see like, hey, this is a good thing, and the moon, the Munes, who are the, who have control of the inter intergalactic banking clan, the IBC, are also connected to all the separatist plots and that sort of thing. And so Sidious and Dooku get this front row view of who, of this great warrior uh, from Kali, the the Shalil, his is his name, and they say like, man, what could we do with this? warrior like he could be a great aspect whether it's an assassin or just another part of our army a general for these the our droid army and so they said basically they set up this trap for general grievous and let me back up a second before they get this trap due to the republic involvement in the civil war and kind of wrongly this starts general grievous's hate for the jedi and so 
we see that he has this hate and revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars, but this has started even back before he becomes a cyborg. And so we get to this point where, you know, they're, uh, Sidious and Dooku, they set this trap for him. They basically knock him unconscious and take him to Geonosis, the, where the droid factories are, and remake Shalil, this Kalish warrior, into what we know as General Grievous. And so, basically, they take his his organs, so, like, his main organs, so his heart, his lungs, and I'm not sure exactly what all, his brain, and put it into this metal body. And so, this is how he becomes a cyborg, and they also use the Force and other procedure-type things to influence him and so he forgets his past so he forgets his past and kind of allegiances but even after he wakes up it's still there it's not completely gone so he understands he's a warrior he understands he still hates the jedi he still has some references back to being a cliche warrior and that sort of thing and but it is now he is under the control of dooku insidious ultimately but dooku is who he reports to specifically and he's not real happy with everything going on he gets a little frustrated but dooku's a sith and controls him and that sort of thing and at this point general grievous realizes hey i gotta do what i gotta do, gotta do this and is used by as a pawn in this plan and that sort of thing so he becomes a cyborg and Two things that happened that kind of help resemble who he was and his are are references back to his Kali heritage is one the mask that we see in Revenge of the Sith was not his original mask. He requests that this mask is made because it is a it resembles a mask that he wore as a Kalish warrior, and so it very has a very symbolic. If you guys go Google. General Grievous and look all this up. You can see that before he was a cyborg, he had there was another like bone mask he wore that is that is what his mask as a cyborg is resembled as. And so that and then also he <laughs> basically he doesn't like droids in a lot of ways. And I wonder if part of that's because he grew up in a tribal community and they didn't have a whole lot of tech, but he saw, especially B1 battle droids, as basically useless. And we see references to that in the Clone Wars TV show and that sort of thing. But, so, yeah, but, so he doesn't like them, but he makes a request to Dooku, and I, I believe it's Dooku, directly Dooku, and says, hey, like, I want some droids, guards type thing for me specifically based off of how. I want them created and that sort of thing. And so that's when uh, IG Magma Droids are, Magma Guards are created. So these are, you guys don't know what those are. In Revenge of the Sith, when they are on the capital ship, uh, when, when, when Obi-Wan and Anakin go to rescue the Chancellor from General Grievous's capital ship, and they, they killed Count Dooku and all this. Then they are captured by Ray Shield and they're taken into like the, uh, the, the bridge of the capital ship. And at that point, General Grievous has 
they have the guards with like the lecture sticks and that's that's what and who the mamma guards are which is creative created off of general grievous's design himself so i just find that interesting and this is a lot of the backstory and this is what we i don't think necessarily realize about general grievous and so at this point forward we're going to jump into after we take a short break here we're going to jump into the second half of kind of Grievous's life and the half that we know as, yeah, a lot more specific and all the details and that sort of thing and typically are known about General Grievous himself. And one little thing is General Grievous is introduced to the Republic as, or kind of revealed to the Republic four months into the Clone Wars. So this would actually be after Attack of the Clones. And so just so you guys realize that and know like, General Grievous was technically around during Attack of the Clones, but he isn't introduced and revealed as this warrior for the Separatists until after that. And so, after yeah, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back and talk about the second half of General Grievous's life. we're back and we're going to dive into the second half and the second half of General Grievous' life picks up in the Clone Wars and that sort of thing and so we we see who General Grievous is this is when we know who General Grievous is we know him as a cyborg and all this and so just a couple things like to know is Captain Dooku trains General Grievous in all seven forms of Jedi saber combat and so he's familiar with all those um Another thing, and which is kind of unique and different, and probably partially because he's not a Sith, and he he uses lightsabers, but he's not really force sensitive. Um, he has a little bit of force sensitivity, but not much. So, like when it comes to like even like reflecting blaster bolts, blaster bolts, we only see him do this a few times, and it's probably more just because of his training and not really because he's force sensitive. And we also see like in different duels with Kenobi and other Jedi where, like, those Jedi use force force attacks on him, whether it's a force push, force jump, and those sorts of things, to outmaneuver him, and we see that he's at a distinct disadvantage because of that. And ultimately, that's part of the reason why he dies and how Kenobi kills him. But we'll get to that here in a minute. But, so, like... Just to note, like, he's trained in lightsaber combat and all forms of it, but he is not Force-sensitive. The other unique thing with him is that he uses Jedi lightsabers. So, Dooku gave him a Jedi lightsaber that he had, uh, whether it was because Dooku killed Jedi or Dooku used to be in the Jedi Order. I don't know for sure on that, but that's the lightsaber he starts out with. And as he kills Jedi, whether himself, like, personally in combat or do different missions, Jedi are killed by the droids and whatever that looks like, then that is when he he collects the lightsabers. And we see this a little bit in Revenge of the Sith as well, how he collects lightsabers and he talks about how he's going to add Anakin Obi-Wan's lightsabers to his collection. And so that's where he gets all these lightsabers from. And so, which is interesting, and which also brings me to another point. And at one point in the Clone Wars, we see that 
there's an episode that takes place in General Grievous's lair, and his basically his castle where he lives and goes for repairs because he's a cyborg and all that stuff. But the Jedi sent to find him, Kit Fisto, and what used another Jedi Knight, which used to be Kit Fisto's Padawan. They go to fight and all this stuff, and it's actually a setup by Count Dooku that the Jedi are notified of where Grievous is and all this. But anyways, when the Jedi find a, like basically a trophy room of all the Jedi relics and things that General Grievous has collected as a warrior and that he prides himself on. And so what's interesting about that is that like when... In that episode, like, you can see Padawan braids. You see a lot of Padawan braids. Like, basically, what is a rat tail? But, some basically, Padawan braid. It is a Padawan braid. But, in other lightsabers and other types of Jedi, I think there were some robes and maybe some other things as well. I'm not entirely sure. But he has this, like, trophy room of, like, hey, these are the Jedi I've killed. These are the things I collected and all that stuff. So, this is something that Grievous really prides himself on as a warrior, and which references back to his roots uh, as a tribal warrior and leader of his tribe in war, especially as he was born into a civil war on Kali and all this, and so, which is just interesting, but just so you guys know. And in the clone, beginning of Clone Wars, we also see that Grievous is given his own capital ship, Called the Malevolence that some of you guys might be familiar with, and he the Malevolence is eventually destroyed. It becomes a hot target for the Republic due to the fact that it basically has a, f- a fleet. It doesn't kill the fleet, but it like disables the fleet and ion blast, and so basically he can like disable whole fleets and ion blast from the Malevolence, which is very devastating in the middle midst of a battle and so the malevolence ends up being destroyed partly because of general grievous's arrogance but also just because of the republic having that as focus then his personal fighter which we also see and we've seen a few spots and we see in revenge of the sith is called the soulless one which is actually in reference to the cliche enemy. So the name, I can't think of it off the top of my head, the name for the bugs, that bug species that the cliche were fighting um, in the Civil War when he was growing up, what the name the name that they had for them meant soulless one, and so that's part of the reason why he named it that. Kind of as a reference back to his origins as well and that sort of thing. And I think the other interesting thing I want to talk about, and so there's a lot of different things, but one thing I do want to know is that he had a few interactions with Maul and that sort of thing, and then, but a big thing I want to talk about with you guys, I think is super interesting, and I kind of just come to realize this as we talk about Grievous here, is that Grievous was a main, a big fear for the Republic. So, which we know, and we know that he's hunted and all that stuff, but we, we know he's hunted by the Republic, but there's also this sense of, like, urgency 
because they have the separatist has this general that is destructive and can rival Jedi in a lot of way due to his body and having four arms it overwhelms the Jedi and so General Grievous is a legitimate is a legitimate foe to be fought with and so like General Grievous isn't a joke it's just not another B1 battle droid or B2 battle droid and that sort of thing or even a commando droid there's legitimacy to that and also because General Grievous has control of the whole Separatist army and so there it becomes this like especially when he's first revealed the Jedi are kind of freaking out like hey what in the world who is this warrior that the Separatists have found slash created and all this but this one interesting thing and is that this forced the Jedi to push the Jedi trials ahead for many Padawans so that the Jedi had more Jedi Knights to fight. And so, for instance, like Anakin becomes a Jedi Knight early, and this is partially due to this idea that the Jedi feel this need to forego some of the training and the Jedi trials and all this, and they kind of see the Clone Wars as a Jedi, as a Jedi's trials, uh, and all this to become a Jedi Knight. And so that's part of the reason, like, General Grievous is a big reason that Anakin ends up becoming a pat or becomes a uh, Anakin and other Jedi Padawans become Jedi Knights as soon as they do. And so, I mean, this would be the reason that um, Ahsoka is actually ends up becoming Anakin's apprentice because Anakin wouldn't have, it, wouldn't have had a. Padawans as he was a Padawan unless he became a Jedi Knight which so all that's kind of interesting and to know and know and all that kind of stuff I just find like like General Grievous had a huge effect on even just what the Jedi did in their training and who the Jedi Order was during the Clone Wars and so it's interesting to note that and know that and this also resulted in many Jedi being killed by General Grievous because they would send Jedi out to hunt General Grievous or track him down and all this, but a lot of them want to be prepared. I mean, we see the Jedi that are able to duel and deal with General Grievous is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and who has multiple duels with him, but also like Mace Windu and very powerful Jedi are the ones that have even halfway successful duels with General Grievous. It's not the Padawans or anything like that. And I mean, we see Ahsoka have a few duel or a duel or two with General Grievous, but like she narrowly escapes and is, I mean, she's a highly, she's a highly thought of Padawan too. So, but part of this is because these Jedi Knights are probably still should be Padawan, and that's part of the reason General Grievous is able to kill so many uh, Jedi Knights. And um, we see that Dooku even at one point makes a distinction between Kit Fisto and Kit Fisto's former Padawan as like, oh, you killed a Jedi Knight that wasn't really supposed to be a Jedi Knight yet. Kind of, he doesn't exactly say that, but kind of references to that and that to really be a true Jedi Knight that. Kit, Kit Fisto was able to get away from Grievous and he, Grievous was not able to actually capture and kill 
Kit Fisto, a what Hannibal would Dooku consider as a real Jedi Knight, which Dooku would know since he used to be an order. And so, yeah, I just find that interesting and like that effect that Grievous had on the Clone Wars. It's just, it's different, interesting, something I hadn't thought about before and that sort of thing. And so, as we get to, so we get to Revenge of the Sith and this is when they're trying to hunt down Grievous, kill Grievous to help end the war, and especially after Chancellor Palpatine's been captured and saved by Obi-Wan and Anakin, and Dooku's killed, but Anakin kills Dooku and all this. General Grievous is on Utapau, and Obi-Wan Kenobi's sent to kill him. And so, with that said, that's part of, so that so Obi-Wan goes, and they had the battle on battle of Utapau with and the clones and all this, and so... Two things I want to point out. So, one before the Battle of Utapau, General Grievous has a inter- has a interaction with Mace Windu, and in Revenge of the Sith, we see that he has this really raspy breathing, and but in the Clone Wars TV show, he doesn't have that raspy breathing that like almost makes it sound like it's like hard to breathe. But he does have this in Revenge of the Sith. The reason that he has that is that Mace Windu actually uses the force on him to crush some of the metal around his organs, which then had caused issues with his lungs. And so this is so he's actually having troubles breathing and issues because of what Mace Windu did to him in that uh, duel that he had with Mace, duel and interaction he had with Mace Windu. But anyways, we're gonna go to go to Utapau and all this and. So it's interesting that, and I mentioned this earlier, that one of the biggest disadvantages that Grievous has against Jedi is actually the use of the Force. Because he doesn't use the Force, he doesn't, like, he doesn't have Force abilities and all that. Yes, he uses lightsabers, but he doesn't have the Force. And so the interaction I want to point out specifically is when, right before Grievous dies is killed by Kenobi. Kenobi uses the force to grab a blaster and shoots him. So Grievous thinks he has Kenobi dead because he's hanging on the edge of the platform, has the... Oh, what are those called? The... The... IG Magma Trooper guards stick in his hand, the, like, electro stick type things. Anyways... In his hand, he's going to kill Kenobi with it. And Kenobi seems to be helpless because he's hanging on the ledge and Grievous has all the advantage. But Kenobi uses the Force to pull this blaster to him from across the platform and is able to shoot uh, General Grievous's heart and lungs and organs and all that that's inside of his chest. And, like, this idea, like, General Grievous was a great warrior, but he wasn't a Jedi or Sith. He wasn't a Force user. And that the his downfall as a warrior ended up being the Force and the inability to use the Force. And especially since he became a cyborg, he was, it was even harder, like, to use the Force and be trained. I... I wonder if he wouldn't have become a cyborg, which would have been harder to control him if you're Duker Insidious. 
But if there would have been some sort of force sensitivity to him because he didn't have any aspects of a droid to him. But who knows? Maybe not. And maybe he could have been a great warrior, who, great Sith warrior who was able to use the force if, if he would have been manipulated and bought into that without having to become a cyborg. But due to his cyborgness, his droid side, he's not able to. And that ultimately becomes his downfall, which I find that interesting and probably partially why Sidious and Dooku wanted him to be a cyborg because there was weaknesses they could exploit that, and there was no chance of him becoming powerful enough to... Powerful enough to destroy them or rival them or anything of that nature. And so, one question I thought I have for you guys. And so we had this idea that General Grievous wasn't really used for us because he's a cyborg and that sort of thing. But, was Darth Vader kind of a cyborg? Just Just food for thought. I think there's definitely a difference, and we're not going to get into that. But if you guys want to think about that a little bit, I find that interesting. And uh, that in some ways you could maybe consider Darth Vader a cyborg. But he's there's a lot of differences, and I understand why that's not the case. But think about it. Kind of fun to think about. And as I was thinking about this, I was kind of like, hmm, that is interesting. And so the last couple of things I want to kind of highlight is, so he that's his death uh, right before Order 66 by the hands of Kenobi, but two things. So his body, or his droid corpse, for lack of better words, is kept by the Empire, and they actually create a couple droids based off of him, and actually kind of resurrect his droid body to be a, or yeah, his droid metal side of him to be a, become a droid for the Empire. Um, he's not near as formidable and all this, so he ends up dying, and it doesn't really amount to much, but we do find this in comics. And then the other interesting thing is his his mask, his warrior mask that when he's at General Grievous is lost and ends up on the black market and for sale for a bunch of money. And I find this very interesting is that he is... He, th- so yeah, this mask that is being sold on the black market that General Grievous is, is bought by Grand Admiral Thrawn. So Grand Admiral Thrawn, which if you guys know anything about Grand Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, he col- he's a collector, he- he's a admiral in the Empire and all that sort of stuff. But he he's a collector of arts and relics and all of these things from the past to learn about warriors and to become a great warrior. And so it, I just find it interesting that Grand Admiral Thrawn actually bought his mask and onto the black market and has it as a relic of his. And I, I, yeah, I just think that's really artifact relic of his. I find that really interesting. And if you guys know more about Grand Admiral Thrawn, it makes sense. But that's kind of a fun thing as well that we see. Um, I don't know if that's in some of the Legends books or what, or comics. That's the other thing I want to mention today is, like, some of this backstory, some of this is considered Legends, not all of it is considered canon, so we're kind of mixing a whole lot of stuff. So if you guys want to go kind of figure out those nitty-gritty details with some of these comics being Legends, 
go check it out um, and that sort of thing. But we always got our last section of our show today and that we always do, except, I'm sorry guys, I got on a tangent last week and I forgot to do this, where we may see Padme. So maybe we'll revisit that another time, but uh, potential future appearances. So only one that comes to mind for sure for me that could potentially, um, actually two things now, because this is a new show that's been announced recently I've came across and you know I'm surely some of you guys have as well is Tales of the Jedi which I believe is based in the Clone Wars time frame but I'm not 100% sure I I don't know exactly on that I don't know if we exactly know what the timeline is for that show but I think that could be a potential where we see Grievous again um and then the other one that I think is a potential, and I've never thought, I haven't thought about this, and you guys heard me mention Acolyte before, which is supposed to take place 30, I think like 30 or 40 years prior to the Phantom Menace. And so that makes me curious if we could see General Grievous and Acolyte, which, like I said, I really wonder if that'll be maybe more about Maul but, or something else. I don't know exactly. But I do wonder if we could see um, General Grievous and Acolyte that as a, we may even get to see some of his backstory as a Kalish warrior and all that stuff. Like, that'd be pretty cool because I don't think some of that's actually canon like I just mentioned a minute ago, but that'd be cool to see some of that. And then the only other thing that I could really think of, and this isn't necessarily General Grievous, but General Grievous' mask. So we have the Ahsoka show coming up, which we know from The Mandalorian Season 2, that Ahsoka is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. It would be kind of cool if we saw the General Grievous' mask um, from his cyborg body in Grand Admiral Thrawn's collection. Um, that would just be kind of neat, a neat head, neat nod to General Grievous. I don't know if that'll happen. That's and that's a little different, but uh, I just thought I'd mention that as well. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know if we'll see that or not, but it'd be kind of neat. So that's why I think we could see Grievous. So Acolyte, maybe Tales of the Jedi. I don't know 100% sure on that. Um, so we'll see, but it'd be interesting. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today on General Grievous, and this closes out our month of June and the Kenobi show reference or uh, connections and all that and uh, i didn't mention this at the beginning of the show but no spoilers which you guys obviously know now if you listen this far but so this wraps this out and i just want to mention i'm not going to give any spoilers for kenobi show but they i actually just watched the finale recently as i within the time frame of me recording this and if you guys haven't watched all of it or you haven't watched any of it, go watch the Kenobi show. It is so good. And I know there's some people that are nitpicky about it, about different things, but overall I was really satisfied with the Kenobi show. So go check that out and highly recommend. And we may have some things in the future more on that specifically, but I want to avoid spoilers for now. So hope you guys enjoy and that sort of thing. And so we got another fun month and another th fun theme for you guys. For July, I'm actually going to go ahead and give you a teaser. So July, we are going to do some Legends characters. So 
uh, specifically Legends characters that are just in Legends. So come prepared to talk about that, think about that a little bit. And we also got our first week of July, we have a guest coming on. So you guys got the opportunity you guys get the opportunity to look forward to that so so we got a guest and we got star wars legends coming in july here on our podcast so we're i'm super excited about it it's gonna be a lot of fun so join us in july join us for our next episode next week and i hope you guys have a great fourth of july weekend coming up here in a few days enjoy that and enjoy your weekend with family or friends or whatever you guys do for the fourth of july So hope you guys enjoyed this episode on General Grievous, and as always, light the fire. Have a great week.